When was the last time you took a vacation or got away for the weekend with just you and your spouse? No kids, no friends, no family, no work, just the two of you. And that was it. Has it been a while? Hmm. Well, we talk to couples all of the time that have gone 5, 10, 15 years without taking a vacation together. Does the thought of being alone with your partner on vacation create some anxiety for you? I hope not. Do the logistics seem a little too complicated? It can. Today, we're going to work through some of these obstacles and help you see why couples-only vacations are needed in your relationship. They're so important in everyone's relationship. Did you know the average couple waits six years to get help in their marriage? Yeah, that's six years of pain, hurt, and frustration. Hi there, I'm Charlotte Snow. And I'm Robert Snow. And welcome to Master Your Marriage. Where we believe that having an amazing marriage should never feel like hard work and shouldn't be a guessing game. This is the show for married couples who want to discover a scientifically proven approach to building a masterful marriage and have fun while doing it. So if that's you, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. The last couple of months have been busy, but super awesome for us in so many ways, because the first half of this year, we were so focused in growing our business and getting the podcast going. And, and so we blocked out a lot of time during the summer so that we could play Mm -hmm. and have fun. And we did several long weekend camping trips. We visited three, three, Mm -hmm. three national parks, parks, Mm -hmm. and we had an amazing family vacation to Aruba. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. We just got back, as you can tell, by Robert's tan. Yes. <laughs> and um, and sometimes, you know, we love to travel with our friends. We have an amazing group of friends that meet at least once per year to Absolutely. do off-roading trips and jeeping together. And that experience is so good for us because they're all really inspiring people to be around. So it's almost like we get to mastermind with these incredible people while also having this super fun adventure. And it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do family and kids trips. Um, we only have one left at home. He's almost 15 and mm-hmm. and so, and he is such an experienced traveler. I made a joke on this last trip that what does the last child get? Stamps in his passport. Yes, he does. He yes, went he to London by himself. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But, um, but you know what? We also have at least two getaways per year that's just for us to be alone. And this is crucial for our relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so today we want to talk about why it is so important for you as well. And we're going to give you some tips on how to become more intentional about creating these getaway experiences in your relationship. So we decided this was an important topic because we see a lot of couples that are grappling with their relationships. And it's not always due to explicitly harmful actions, but sometimes it's simply because a lack of intentional effort is leading to significant decay, detachment, and these missed opportunities for connection. Yeah, absolutely. And let's face it, with with the daily stress of life, we can sometimes forget why we married each other in the first place. In fact, we've had couples say almost these exact words. They'll say things like, I don't even know if I love you or if I even want to be married to you anymore, which really hurts. Yeah, that's super sad. And it just really, it, it sort of hurts my heart when we hear that from mm-hmm. people, from, from anybody, those people that are around us and also the people that we, we coach and work with. And, and so this lack of deliberate connection can turn us in our relationships. It can turn us into strangers. It does. Because we work with a lot of professionals and high-performing individuals, a lot of our clients come to us already struggling to have a work-life balance. 
They've they've worked really hard to get where they are, but they're incredibly stressed out. They they struggle to relax, and even when they try to relax, they just can't let go. And the relationship has sort of paid a heavy price for this busyness, this work, and and everything they've done that's sort of taken the place of them connecting. Mm-hmm. But regardless of who you are and what you do for work, life is full of stresses that can poke holes in you and in your relationship. And that's why couples need to be able to get away from all of that, to be together alone and to remember why they committed to each other in the first place. Yeah, but it's that together alone part that's Mm -hmm. fairly challenging, right? For some people. For some people. In fact, scientists have known for a long time that taking a vacation is really good for the body and for the mind. Mm -hmm. We can actually get really addicted to our stress hormones that we have in work and life and everything, so much so that our stress hormones become our normal status quo. And then when we force ourselves to slow down, Mm. We begin to feel bored or even uncomfortable because our body feels like it's sort of missing this adrenaline thing, this this hit. Um, and it is missing. It something. is. It's it's missing all of the stress in your life. Such a shame to miss that. Yeah. Right. That's why peace can sometimes feel like boredom when we live in these high cortisol states. Absolutely. Now I know what some of you are thinking. You were thinking that um, there's some obstacles that get in the way of, of, you know, this getting away for the weekend. Like, I'm not sure we can afford it. Right. Or maybe you have guilty feelings about leaving the kids or maybe for some older couples, leaving your aging parents or young grandchildren behind. So for a lot of us, we've we've kind of become brainwashed into thinking that responsibility is equivalent to neglecting oneself. But the opposite is actually true. And there's even research to prove it. When we spend time away with our partner, away from the kids, Mm -hmm. we're able to rejuvenate our relationship. And that actually makes us happier, both as a couple and also as an individual. And what would that be like to think about going on vacation and coming back as a better, stronger couple, a better, stronger example for our children? Right. That's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. And it, so this recharges our battery and, and when our battery is recharged, we can do more, we can give more, we can accomplish more when we come home, when our relationship is stronger and when we're happier, we actually have more to give to those around us. That's right. And we usually come back more motivated Mm -hmm. for everything, motivated for the kids. We usually come back more motivated to do work. And I usually come back more motivated, more motivated to do yard work, which is really crazy. (laughs) Who would think that was the case? Yeah, it kind of goes back to that old saying, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? Prioritizing alone time as a couple can both fill our individual vessels and also our relationship vessel, Mm -hmm. allowing us to be able to come back and to give more, as Robert just said, to our children, to our families, and maybe even to our jobs and maybe the yard. (laughs) Yeah, and maybe even the yard. And if your parents get away with just you and your spouse can send an important message to your children, it conveys to them that your relationship holds a significant part for you. It's super important. You prioritize it and that you value your time together, kind of building this parental thing, right? This mom and dad. And that's such an important message, I think, to send to our kids. Yeah. Plus, our kids actually love it because they get to get a break from us as well, right? So especially when they can spend that time with, you know, family members that they love, other relatives, yeah, you know, for our son, maybe his older siblings or his grandparents, they love that. 
Yeah. And, you know, there's always someone that can, you know, that can help out. And even if it's just a short, a short little time, mm-hmm. you know, your kids almost see that as a vacation at times they as well. Totally do. Yeah. And, and everybody comes back together missing each other a little bit and, and a little bit nicer. It's a good thing. Yeah. Another huge obstacle that we see to couples is they get to the point where there's been so much stress, mm-hmm. neglect, or resentment that they don't know how to be alone together. And so they stop actually traveling together Ugh. to avoid being alone together. And, you know, we talked about earlier how we have these friends that we love to do trips with, and we do that at least once a year. And we get so much inspiration and growth from these trips with our friends, which we absolutely love doing. Yeah. yeah and, and and we wouldn't change that for, for anything in the world, right. to be honest. But there are many couples who can only vacation this way. They only vacation if they can bring their friends or their children along because they honestly don't know what to do. They don't know how to be alone with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to talk about. They don't trust that the other person is going to be able to handle the stress of traveling without being maybe negative or, or starting a fight. They don't. They just don't know what to do with each other. So they choose to travel with other people, their kids or friends, so that they can create this buffer between themselves and their spouse. Um, this alone time anxiety, anxiety is a real thing, and it's more common than um, than you would think. Mm-hmm. Alone time with your partner can be daunting, especially if as a couple you've sort of been accustomed to filling your space and time with external distractions. Yeah. A big reason why couples have this anxiety is because they are poorly differentiated, which is something that we're going to talk about actually in the next episode. Yep, that's a whole episode. It, it basically means that there's a struggle between balancing independence and attachment, and the couple doesn't know how to manage their own anxieties when they are in the presence of their partner. Being alone together is actually part of the cure. Being alone together and learning how to relax into each other mm-hmm. helps a couple become more differentiated. Right. You know, and when it comes to this being alone and having anxiety about it, it's important to communicate about this even before you go on the vacation. I think it's a good idea to have an open and honest discussion about it in order to set some expectations and to be able to talk about these anxieties and fears before the trip in order to help better um, prepare and alleviate some of these anxieties that some couples experience when they travel together. Let's dig into a few more reasons about why couples need vacations. Beyond the obvious answer of creating new memories, why else would couples want to go on vacations and why would it matter? Okay. Okay. So it's a place for rediscovery. Getting away from the daily routines has a way of stripping down our walls. It puts us in a situation where we're almost forced to add some color and detail into our love maps Mm. to learn more about one another. And since life changes everyone, we have to continue learning and relearning about each other and all the ways that we've changed. Yeah, I think I love that. The coloring the love maps is a, is the main thing we're really doing when we're on vacation. Yeah, we're just providing that detail. Yeah. And when you talk about rediscovery, I think rediscovery can also apply to sexual intimacy as well. Yeah. Because getting away from life and our routine means we also get a, away from our normal sex routine. So whether we've been in the past maybe too tired or too busy to have sex or whether sex has maybe gotten a little boring or mundane, vacations can be a great time to explore, to try new things, to create new stories and maybe even act out new fantasies. I know our vacations have been a great opportunity to get us out of our normal 
routine when it comes to having sex and to just have a lot more fun with it. Yeah. And this brings us to the concept of novelty. Novelty can be really useful in relationships. Novelty is something that is new or original or unusual. Um, and novel experiences in relationships create sort of changes in our brain. Dr. Helen Fisher, an anthropologist and an expert on love said, novel experiences trigger the brain's reward system, thus releasing dopamine and norepinephrine, the same chemicals associated with the early stage of romantic attraction. So what does this have to do with taking vacations? I don't know. Well, when we take a vacation as just a couple, we get to introduce these new novel experiences. We get to eat at new restaurants. We get to stay in different places. We get to have these new experiences. And this can create these surges of dopamine and norepinephrine that cause us to feel that romantic attraction again. Yeah. yeah. And the last really big benefit from a couple-only vacation is improving our communication. Mm-hmm. Being alone on a couple-only vacation allows us to have unhurried conversations. And this is probably one of my favorite things about when we go on vacation mm-hmm. together. Yeah, and we also learn new things about each other as we're having these conversations. Even after being married 31 years, we we get to still learn new things about each other. In fact, on our last trip, Robert shared a story from his a childhood memory that popped up into his mind about his elementary school teacher, Mrs. Sanchez. And it was a story that I thought I'd heard all of your childhood stories, right? And this was something that I'd never heard in all these years. So we just, we get to, we get to learn new things about each other. Mrs. Sanchez taught us all Spanish when I was in, you know, kindergarten, K through three. It was great. So we also get to, and this is one of the things we love to do is plan for the future. We get to solve problems. And more importantly, we get to ask each other open-ended questions. And the answers to these open-ended questions might take days to answer Mm -hmm. and sort through. As we do this, we add so much more detail. We color in to our love maps. And I think this is why I feel such a deep sense of peace when we're on our couple-only trips, a peace that I don't really feel when we travel with other people. Yeah, that's one of the things we've talked about is just how much different it is when we travel just the two of us and how low-key, non-stress, just how peaceful it is when we travel alone. And we love traveling with everybody else and we love traveling with our son, but there's just an added little extra pressure when we do that. Yeah. Yeah. So would it be helpful if we shared a few tips with you now on how to have a romantic couple's getaway? Would that be useful? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about maybe one of the first things that usually comes up. (laughs) Money. Money. Yeah. How do you do it? Don't have enough money or how are you going to make that work? Right. So first of all, you don't really need to spend a lot of money to, to take these trips or to get away. A lot of our trips are camping in free dispersed camping sites. We've stayed in hostels and slept on ferries to save money. We've traded properties so that we've been able to stay at friends' houses. We've done road trips. So there's a lot of ways. Yeah, we've slept in the truck and- Yeah, we have. Yeah, and had fun. So on our most recent trip that we went to in Aruba, it was actually surprisingly affordable. Most people feel like that was this, you know, this exotic getaway and it really was to that end. But, you know, we found an internet deal, which was super affordable. It's one of those ones where you're like, click it, let's do this thing. Mm -hmm. And then we set some travel alerts and watched for a drop in airfare and snagged that when it came up. And and we were lucky enough to be in a condo that had a little kitchenette. So we, you know, made some dinners and lunches and breakfasts and, and we're able to do some meals at home to save some money, which allowed us to do some other nice things like dinner on the beach and, you know, exactly. kind of make that. It wasn't nearly as painful as, as you would think it would be. No, it was actually one of our more affordable week-long 
family vacations. Yeah. Probably one of the most affordable we've done in a long time. Yeah, absolutely. So there's lots of ways to travel on a budget. And if you're you know, willing to get creative, then you can certainly find a way to live within your means. And by consciously planning for it and recognizing the investment that you're making into your relationship, you can easily save a little extra throughout the year to be able to budget for it. Yeah, you know, in planning our yearly travel is something that we really prioritize. Um, and we schedule that and we do that at the first of every year. We sit down with a calendar and we sort of block off these time frames. Um, and then we start putting money aside. And when that happens, it's sort of like this quote, you know, a, a goal without a plan is just a wish. So don't wish for it, plan it, calendar it, and it will happen. Right. So now let's talk about the other big objection, which is time. And, you know, I understand those of you who have kids because we've had four. And so when our kids were little, it was definitely harder for us to get away, especially when it was a whole week. Yeah. So I think it's good to also mention that these intentional moments that we create can start as just a simple overnight trip or maybe a weekend trip. There's definitely no hard and fast rule about how much time you need to spend. It's more about making it quality time and what you do with the time. That's what really matters. Yeah. And, and you know, we've talked to some of our clients about this too. It's like, even if you just get away, like just Friday night overnight and, mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's just a one day trip and grandma can just watch them for one day overnight and um, trust us on this. You will come back, especially if you're intentional with what you do on the trip, you will, uh, you will come back refreshed and a lot more connected. So let's talk about some things to do on your trip. So let's give you some fun ideas about what to do. So some of the ways we structure this this time away is by first thinking about what we both enjoy doing. Absolutely. But then also having a bit of flexibility around that because we don't always enjoy exactly the same thing. No, no, we actually don't. Um, we don't enjoy doing exactly the same things. And Sharla, you know, would just be happy laying on the beach the entire week, mm -hmm. getting a tan and maybe swimming in the ocean. She has to have her water time. Oh, yeah. And I actually don't enjoy sitting in the sun baking. Well, I mean, not all of us can just sit there and tan in the shade like you can. Yeah, well, <laughs> I just like to be active. Um, and even though it seems to be different in that respect, she enjoys the beach and in the water. And I don't necessarily enjoy that. We, we make it work and we mix it up with lots of different types of experiences. We do. And, you know, I'll still get in my beach day or two and Robert will come with me. You know, but he prepares with his hat and sunscreen and we find him some shade under a plapa or a tree or somewhere. And then I'll adjust my beach chair so that I can be sitting in the sun right next to him where he's sitting in the shade and he has his fruity drinks and we're both happy that way. And we like to create a variety of these sort of novel experiences when we plan our trips. And we think about a variety of like what types of different experiences that we both would enjoy. So, for example... We like to oftentimes learn something about the history of the area if we're going to a new area. And so maybe that's like a walking tour or maybe visiting a local museum. And and this can be this can happen wherever you go. So we like to try some we like to try to find some unique cultural experiences that is sort of unique to the area. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's visiting ruins or attending a live performance. But it can be as simple as one of our favorite little towns that we like to get away to here in Utah is called Midway. And and they were a huge um, immigrant community, Swedish, Swiss, yeah, Swiss, Swiss yeah, days, Swiss days. And so there's tons of culture about just just that. I mean, and we only you know drive 45 minutes to a separate town, so it's not right, like you need to true. go to another country to be able to kind of enjoy the cultural experiences. You can do this locally as well. Yeah, and uh, that's a really good point. Um, in addition to like history and culture, we also like to do things that are active. So we 
usually plan things around hiking or cycling or being able to do things outside. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving, I love cycling. And so we also try to be a little more adventurous, like snorkeling or whitewater rafting. We yeah, did that in our last trip. Right? We did that in the Tetons this year. That was yeah. a lot of fun. And then we usually always plan several things that are just romantic, right? Like stargazing or beachcombing or maybe a sunset dinner right on the sand, which we did in Aruba this year. Yeah. And I, you know, I like how she calls it romantic because it is really a great time to connect. But but I feel like as we're being intentional, we're just continuing to connect the entire time. And just those romantic opportunities are just creating space for us where we're sure. not doing things to be able to to have to have more connection, more time to answer those questions and more time to fill in our love maps. Great point. Yeah. And we also like to do something foodie as well. So, you know, there's a really cool restaurant maybe we haven't tried or a new dish or maybe some local food. Yeah. And we love to do that as well. Yeah. And when we were in Aruba, Aruba is part of the ABC Islands and it's a municipality of the Netherlands. So there's a strong Dutch influence there. And that was, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, just even just the way that they spoke uh, was was and they have four languages. Yeah, who knew? Yeah, and of course we wanted to experience all of those things. Right. So we visited an aloe farm. We visited a donkey sanctuary. We snorkeled. We tried the Dutch pancakes. Oh, were delicious. Try the Dutch pancakes. Yeah, those were good. So wherever we go, we want to totally immerse ourselves in the culture and fall in love with the people and the place, which means learning everything we can about it. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a really cool metaphor for what we're also doing with each other. We're immersing ourselves in each other. We're learning more and more about each other. We're creating novel experiences. And in doing that, we get to rekindle those old feelings and also create new positive ones. And that's really why couples need vacations without friends, without kids, where they can relearn how to be alone together and immerse themselves in one another. So if you liked some of these ideas we shared today, I'm going to put together a free handout on our website with a lot more detail, just a big list of all the ways that you can plan for this loving couples retreat with just you and your partner. And I'm going to put all of our favorite activities for how to do a fun vacation. And we're going to put that up on our website. Yeah. Yeah. And you can find that at MasterYourMarriagePodcast.com forward slash episode 31 or click on the link in the show notes. But before we wrap up this episode today, let's just share a few final thoughts with our listeners. Okay. So couples who prioritize vacations without the presence of friends or children are rewarded with better communication, a rekindled romance, and strengthened emotional connections. Even though you may face obstacles in making this happen, such as having anxiety about alone time or logistical challenges, Couples really can overcome these hurdles by budgeting, through effective planning, and by just sharing a commitment to their relationship growth. We hope this has inspired you to prioritize your couple's vacation if you're not currently doing so. We know from personal experience how important these times are in our relationship. Absolutely. And we've definitely seen how these moments have contributed to lasting happiness and greater trust and intimacy. And we're sure that it can do the same for your relationship. Thank you for joining us today. If this episode resonated with you, please drop us a five-star review and share something you found valuable in this episode. As always, be kind to each other, take care of each other, put each other first. It's the small and simple things every day that create strong relationships. Until next time. 
Thank you for listening to Master Your Marriage. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, then we want to hear from you. Just go to MasterYourMarriagePodcast.com and send us your question. Oh, and while you're there, you can also check out our retreats and events and even apply for coaching. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get advanced notice of when the next episode drops, plus show notes and many extras. Thanks again for tuning in.